0: And we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden.
1: The podcast of the beast.
0: Of the beast. How's <laughs> Nesbit?
1: I'm doing good. Man, doing pandemic good.
0: times. We're still alive.
1: Oh yeah, we're hanging in there. Even though there's an evil virus that's threatening mankind.
0: Threatening mankind.
2: There's an evil virus that's threatening
1: <laughs> it's funny uh, there's so much talk of the virus and people sending us links to the song Virus. Yeah. Uh I've just been re re like listening to that song a whole bunch. That's such a great song.
0: Yeah, it is a really good song. I it's think it's a really we, good
1: underrated kind of lost maiden track.
0: Probably the best non-album track. Well, I think probably obviously the best non-album track.
2: Um
0: Oh, God. I didn't want to go down this <laughs> rabbit hole. It's, I, I miss- guess what I was trying to say is it's really good for not on an album. Yes, yeah. y- you've dropped off some beers. Um, we brought it up the last uh, time we recorded. And uh, this one, this is the Sour India Pale Ale from Kitty Vitty. But uh, you know what? I'd heard about this when I was waiting to get oh, yeah. it.
1: Yeah, It's called the Aloha, and there's a picture of a puffin on the label. Nice. Yeah. It says, aloha from the tropical island of Newfoundland, which is a joke.
0: Uh, it, that is a joke. <laughs> that is a joke. Should we do it? Do not
2: spend your
0: time worrying about those wasted beers. Oh, I've been waiting for this one.
1: Yeah, I'm curious about this one.
0: Oh, smells amazing. Oh, dear God, this is something interesting. It's like grapefruit juice.
1: It's still bitter like a uh, wow, an IPA, but it's it is kind of sour. But
0: it's I'm sour. oscillating between not liking this and thinking this just might be the best beer I've ever had. Isn't that weird?
1: I know, I feel exactly the same I way. Do, I don't know sure if, if it's
0: just going to bite into this perfect. Oh god, that's good. It's turning for that's weird.
1: It is really good, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's like great. That's a cool beer. I like that. I like getting an interesting one. So uh, yeah, last episode we caught up on some stuff. Uh, this episode, we've got some more stuff to get into, some Maiden news, Brave New World. Well, we're not going to get into too much Brave New World stuff, but after seven weeks of doing, you know, Brave New World, we'll let it breathe for another week. Yeah. And then we'll get into some of the feedback.
0: Yeah. And we will, we will cover some more feedback as we go. Yeah. But we're only, this is our second, uh, second episode out, um, feels like the last episode we did, it was still hanging over us and I loved doing seven. We had to do it. (laughs) and i think we had a clearer and i think it, yeah. the early episodes or some of the earlier albums if we did them now would be 6 and 7 too um and and we, you know we did it justice we couldn't rush our last studio album however um i want I, like i'm still getting tons of feedback coming in on facebook and in email yeah. so let's give it give it time give people a chance to get in on the album but yeah. also clear heads so that's the logic
1: i was wondering like how if we've gone too deep <laughs> But people keep saying no, so people are like, "Yes, this is I know. This Somewhere here. in
0: time." Is the one that always like I know I have notes yeah.
1: here on like the the mixing console and the microphones that they use to record the guitars. They're Tull G twelve microphones. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a Nev a Nev eighty sixty eight mixing yeah. console. <laughs> like I have all the stuff I didn't even get into. I have like. I was like, this is getting too deep and bogged down in details. Anyway, the one email I want to get into is from Mm. Andy. He says, guys, uh, great start to Brave New World. He sent this uh, when we were a couple episodes in. I was a casual Maiden fan at the time, unaware of the drama and weight of it all. So the reunion was more of a curiosity to me. I saw them on the Ed Hunter tour, got all the classics I wanted to see, and then sat out the next tour like an idiot. Anyway... One thing from the reunion story that you left out that I feel connected a lot of it together is *Wrathchild 99*. It was the first appearance of Bruce, and was on the Ed Hunter and a single before *Brave New World*. It's supposedly the 81 original 81 track with a 99 vocal and a remix. I love it, and it seems worth a mention. So that's something else: is that like when Bruce came back to the band before? Any of the Brave New World stuff and the singles from that album came out. They did release this track, Wrath Child 99.
2: Welcome to a scene of angliness and greed of dominance and persecution. Mama was a queen, and my dad had never seen, I was never meant to pay. Now I spend my time looking all
1: So that came out on the Ed Hunter CD, which I have here, um, and it was like a a hidden bonus track. It was hidden, but there was a sticker on the CD saying featuring Child ninety nine. So it's not really hidden, but it was like it's not listed on the on the art for the CD. Um, so this came out May seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine, with Bruce on it. So that was the first thing that came out with Bruce on it. After the reunion, Uh, because May eighth 2000, which was like almost a year later, Wicker Man came out. And then later that month, Brave New World came out. So a year before all this reunion, Wrathchild 99 came out. And uh, I didn't realize that it was the original track with the vocals overdubbed by Bruce. Like, I didn't realize it was the Paldiano version. Oh, okay. I always thought it was a brand new recording. So I opened them both up in an audio editing program. And they line up perfectly. So I took the oh the Paul version and the Bruce version and put them together. And this is Paul and Bruce singing Rathchild together.
0: We have another duet coming, don't we?
1: and Bruce singing a duet yeah
0: that is cool that's cool that's cool heard heard here on Talking Maiden the podcast (laughs) of the duets so I didn't want to get into
1: Brave New World stuff but I thought that was a cool uh a cool thing to bring up it kind of has to do more with the reunion than actually Brave New World
0: yeah how did they do that I mean I guess that means they still have like the studio components of Wrathchild
1: yeah they must have the multi-tracks for that stuff.
0: cool that's cool.
1: Um, another thing that I, I just stumbled upon these guys on the internet. And they're a band called Killer Slave, which is a Swedish Iron Maiden tribute band. And two of the guys in this band, um, they posted on, I think I've read it on the Iron Maiden fan club forum. And he said, me and my brother made a tribute song to Maiden. It's an homage to their way of songwriting and all good fun. Uh, We wrote it together. The idea was born when we were speculating around the new album. And to be frank, if one of the songs sound anything like this, I'd be more than pleased. Check it out if you like. So I went to their uh, YouTube channel and checked it out. It's, uh, It's two guys. Vocals and bass is Jonathan Lindgren. And guitars and drums are Andreas Lindgren. And they're two brothers. So this is two guys. Anyway, it's nine minutes long. It's like an epic. It really... They're, they're doing it as a tribute to, like, the sound of Maiden, and it really does sound like that Maiden style of songs. I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm just going to play a, a clip. I actually reached out to them and asked them if I could play it on the podcast, and they said, yeah, go for it. So I'm going to play a clip now. It's nine minutes long. When the podcast is done, um, maybe I'll tack the whole thing on at the end. So if you like this and you want to hear the whole track, I'm going to tack it on to the very end of this podcast. I thought it was really cool. They kind of nailed the maiden style. So if you want to hear more or know anything, just search for Killer Slave, all uh, one word, on Google or YouTube. And uh, leave a comment on their YouTube video and say that the Talking Maiden podcast sent you.
0: Oh, cool. <laughs> I like that.
1: But this is what it sounds like. This is very cool for considering those two guys did this. So that's uh, a small clip of the nine minute song. But uh, I'll play the whole thing at the end of the podcast. But I don't know. I think they really captured the, like, Maiden, the spirit of Maiden in that song.
0: Yeah, good find.
1: I like how the guitar solos have, like, you can almost hear, like, there's an Adrian style solo and then, like, a, a Dave Murray style solo. And there's, like, a Yannick style part. It's, I don't know. I think it's pretty They did a really good job.
0: Yeah, they're v- very talented. So go to YouTube,
1: look up Killer Slave.
0: Killer Slave.
1: And, uh, yeah, leave a comment under the YouTube. It's, uh, they're really, I was super impressed. I just stumbled upon them.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the uh, podcast is in an interesting place. Eh? We're in a pandemic. We have been recording very well, though, considering the pandemic.
1: Yeah, the sound quality has been pretty
0: Yeah, good. we basically, I, I was talking to some people about it on Facebook a while back. We basically have two studios and splice it together.
1: Right, you're recording on your end and I'm recording on my end. Yeah. And then we take the two sides and... That's why we're not, we don't have that Skype echo. That's it's right. It's working pretty good.
0: It works well. Okay. I mean, it's a lot of editing for you. It's harder. Sometimes our transitions aren't as smooth.
1: That's yeah, not that much different. No. It's working out all right.
0: Yeah, it's working out. And so we finished all the studio albums. That's right. So we got all those done. Yep. We've done a bulk of the live. And we did a chunk of we the did a, live, yeah. We did a few live. We've done yep. a ton of theme albums. Yep. We've done tangential albums yep. for the people, solo t- Wise, we did people in and out of the album's early years. We've covered the bulk of Maiden, yeah. We're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there, yeah. We still got a bit more to do, yeah. We got a we're looking towards a new album, yeah, yeah,
1: so yeah, we'll see how it goes. We still have some, you know, there's still lots of content here to talk about,
0: yeah. I've kind of drawn my line on I'm, I'm British Lion. Bruce, is- I, I'll, do, I'll do. I said the same thing with uh, Bruce, though. I, I'll do the tyranny of souls. I, it's, it's awesome. No skunkworks. No, no skunkworks. You
1: think you're we're kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel to get topics now? Is that what you're
0: saying? <laughs> no, I. Well, I, it's not that. I mean, a maiden podcast is 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 a a fun thing to do. Yeah, and we've had an amazing time, and I love it. Two and a half. We're years. not done yet. Yeah, Two yeah and, a half years. and if 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 I'd have known it would have been this gone this long or we've we'd have gotten the response that we got i would have never believed you um you know and, and i've learned a ton about the band and everything else but the last thing i want to do is tail out on all these marginal projects you know what i mean so i want to make sure like we still got a lot of good stuff to do yep but the last thing i want to be doing is like british line and then finding like one of the guys in that band, their cousin what he plays on his in his <laughs> shed. No thank you. I'm not doing it. No ASAP. No way.
1: You don't wanna do ASAP Adrians?
0: I could maybe do one.
1: See I think ASAP, there is only one. Yeah. That's very the, Maiden related because that is yeah. an Adrian album that happened while he was still in Maiden. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's well we gotta like,
0: save some still some like, material has to be saved for a Gog Magog podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's still like Primal Rock Rebellion and Psycho Motel and stuff. There's yeah all kinds of stuff to cover.
0: Yeah, I mean we
1: did. There's a whole bunch of stuff. It's just how deep do yeah. we go? I right. know. I'll go all day on this stuff. I got it all upstairs on vinyl.
0: <laughs> we did the urchin stuff, right? That was the stuff we, we did, did urchin, yeah, da- yeah, and uh, that was good. And there's not much Paul stuff I'm interested in. No, because we did like, we did
1: Nomad Architects of Chaos. There's more Battle Zone Killers. He did these I albums know. with Dennis Stratton. I've got a bunch more stuff from. Paul Diano.
0: Yeah. But you weren't a big
1: fan of the Paul stuff that we covered.
0: I wasn't. I I, I loathed it. And not only that, <laughs> the <Loathed> fact it. <laughs> that there, look, there's there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a tangent here, but there's a a big difference in Paul and Blaze. Blaze left Maiden in two thousand to Silica Messiah. You played a clip last time, I believe, uh, where he was talking about you know, uh, reaching out to people regarding the virus and talking about how he's writing his new book. Yeah. He did the Infinite Entanglement trilogy. Which is awesome. He's very much, he came into Maiden, and in no way is he going to let that be the peak of his career. Meanwhile, Paul was planning a reunion show with a few other people who... The Ides of March. Needed yeah, I actually ordered money. the
1: Ides of March t-shirt. <laughs> or whatever.
0: <laughs> What's... You know all that battle zone stuff you talk about. How much yeah. of that was on the? I set battle zone. How much of it was on the marketing material? Yeah. So there, that's my point. I don't want to drive yeah. it too I hard. I know and he's put out the same the same
1: maiden songs that he's written
0: how on multiple times? albums,
1: yeah. multiple like re-recorded multiple times. Yeah. But I mean, if I wrote a song like, you know, remember tomorrow, I think I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I'd be playing it as much as possible. That's uh, that's a fair point. Like, Remember Tomorrow and Killers and Sanctuary and Running Free, too. I mean, you know, Paul Diano has writing credits on them. Yeah. And those are some of the best early Maiden songs. So, I mean, if I could write a song as good as any of those, I would just never stop playing it. But I know what you mean. Like, they're both very prolific. Mm. Like, I would like to see, I think Paul Diano has more stuff released than Blaze Bailey as far as, like... Yeah. But then you're looking at quality versus quantity. Uh, some of the Paul Diano stuff, I think, is great. Really good. I really like the Battlezone stuff. Yeah. I like the Diano album for what it was, which is, like, kind of a poppy radio kind of thing. Yeah. I know you didn't look like at one at all. No. Some of the stuff after that gets really good, too, and some of it gets, like, not so good. It depends on... I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, is that, like, if you don't dig into it and give it a fair chance, how do you know if it's good? Because you used to think that the... I remember you. There was a point where you thought that the Blaze Bailey solo stuff was going to be horrible because you didn't like the Blaze Maiden albums. Absolutely, absolutely. And if I had have told you at one point that Silicon Messiah would be one of your favorite albums and it's by Blaze Bailey, yeah. who at the time when we started this podcast, you only thought I remember you saying that's not even Iron Maiden. Those albums yeah. aren't part of Iron Maiden.
0: I said that. Yeah, but you give him a yeah. chance.
1: You get, you know, you yeah. dig into the albums.
0: Yeah, I mean Blaze Bailey. It, it's more like, you know, Blaze Bailey. Did, there's, there's a war on many fronts there. I mean, he came in our podcast. He's a, a lovely gentleman off the air. Like what a character!
2: Yeah. All,
0: all, how many of our listeners have sent in pictures of Blaze and stories? Yeah, and then the stuff he's done since is excellent. And when you do you know, look at the context in which Blaze was leader of Iron Maiden without Adrian and also during the dark times in the 90s, you know, you can realize there were some gems in there. Uh, X Factor, I mean, fantastic in a lot of ways. I wouldn't put it in my bottom tier of albums for sure. It's a lot of bright spots on there. And the best spots on there are are because of Blaze. And so, you know, is he is it Maiden? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I have to swallow that one. <laughs> but is he is the best Maiden stuff Blaze could Blaze you know be a defining light and what is the best of Maiden I would I would push back against that I think to me Maiden is is you know Adrian and Bruce have to be there yeah you know that's for me yeah absolutely
1: how about this would you agree to this that some of the best Maiden is the Blaze stuff
0: you know I mean Sign some of the, the best that's one yeah, of the I mean best Maiden songs I think it is yeah it's yeah. up there Klansman. yeah I don't know yeah, but, I mean, Sign of the Cross now, I mean, when they do it live now, I mean... I, take, I pretty, still take the Blaze version over the Bruce
1: version, but they're both oh. 10 out of Like we said, they're both 10 out of 10.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. I know. You know what? Miss I can't February, remember how we got what Miss, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Miss February, Miss Miss January, Miss March, I'll dance with them all. But so, you know, it's 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 two two great singers. The, we are just talking about the podcast and kind of... Because pe- people have been asking what we do after now that the albums are done right and uh we've got we still got a fair bit to do and uh, it's funny because we had the arc where we started um in the beginning and writing it like what we would cover and like we were like oh we'll probably get to 40 or 30 or 40 episodes maybe and yeah. now you going know going
1: on 3 years
0: that's right yeah. uh but one thing i don't want to do is i don't want to go too long either like one of the big things for me is i always say um you got to know when to quit and you got to make sure that you're you're still doing what you love and what you could say. And also that you have something meaningful still to say. And for me, I'm getting close. Not I'm not there yet, but I'm close to the point where I've said everything I want to say. Do you okay, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I am excited about, for the new album because yeah. that's... The other uh, thing,
1: if we start doing these albums, like I said, I wouldn't mind doing, uh, you know, Psycho Motel, mm-hmm. ASAP, Primal Rock Rebellion, Bruce's stuff when he was in Samson. I'd love to do some Wolf Spain. I know. Like Spirit. You know, the rest of the Blaze albums. The Trilogy and Tenth Dimension. Yeah. Um, and some of the Paul Diano albums that we were just talking about a minute ago. Yeah. Uh, I know if you don't like it, like, I think it would be a very bad episode of a podcast if I was like, here's me talking about an album My Love that I forced Josh to listen to that he hated.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And and the, the other thing is... um, when there's like, I went off because I felt, you know, I felt a little bit bad about the Bruce I uh, was so hard on. I mean, Bruce is my hero, but, um, you know, then I went off and then I listened, we talked about it last time, Skunk Works, yeah. and I just couldn't, I couldn't get into it. And then of course we're going to do Tyranny, which I do love. Yeah. And I do love Chemical Wedding too, which we've never done on the podcast, but I don't know why that was, I think you put it on my iPod years ago.
1: I snuck it into some playlist or something. <laughs>
0: But anyway, so yeah, maybe we'll hit that one up too. But the um, when you have to listen to you, you know when you have to listen to a, a an album that you don't like for a podcast to review it, yeah. it's kind of a weird scenario. I don't know if like a lot of other people find this because you know I only have so much listening time, and I really am picky on what I listen to because you know I, I work a ton, you know, and and all that stuff, um, and I'm I can't sit there and listen and make notes and still you know run my business so I gotta kind of focus on it and if I don't like it and I have to focus on it it's kind of like work Yeah, and then you end up and then and you're in a bad like mood right people, Yeah, exactly so it, it poisons you now with Tyranny of Souls I've just had it on loop for I listened to it a whole day and a half one time just working away but just listening and then stopping to rock out because I love it right so um, it's it's a pick and a right it doesn't mean that you only cover stuff you like when you cover them for completeness like there's maiden albums I didn't like and songs I didn't like that we covered but I don't want to go fishing off some tangent and pluck some obscurity out. Now, you're more than welcome to review yep. them. And I can sit there and drink. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can do it solo. I don't know.
1: When we were talking about doing these episodes, and uh, I brought up a few of these albums that I know you don't want to have, listen to, like scooby no. and stuff. Um,
0: Which I've listened to like yeah. many times now. It's in my playlist. i got it right here. I just do not like it. Well, I, I know what it is. It's just not... Or like, for it's example, not Bruce Maiden, and it's yeah, just not a British rock Lion,
1: genre that I'd like. The new British Lion album, I absolutely love.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: and then I was like, well, if I want to cover it on the podcast, I'm gonna to have to do it myself. And I was kind of like, like the whole idea of the podcast is having a beer, and me and you talking about yep. Maiden. I don't want to be well. One, uh, the other thing I don't like is I don't like these podcasts where it's one guy talking into a microphone. I like hearing a conversation, yeah. and I don't want to be part of a, com- com- a one-sided conversation where I'm just talking at people, spitting out facts. I mean. I don't know. I think that would be boring, and I wouldn't have fun doing it.
0: Mm. Well, I think so, a lot of our a lot yeah. of our listeners would like your, you just do that sometimes. <laughs> but, but I don't want to sit here with yeah. like
1: my bullet points and then play clips and be like, this guitar solo is awesome, right? Right, me? Yeah. <laughs> High five <Yeah>. myself. Yay. <laughs> you agree yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, there's a lot of stuff I think I can pull out that I think you'll like. Like Tyranny of Souls, mm. I threw it, and you liked it. So. Yeah. We'll see. We'll Absolutely. see what happens. We're, yeah. uh, we get a lot more. I mean, even the stuff that we have on the schedule now, we have like Ulturnia oh, Souls. Fair bit, yeah. I want to do a review where we go through all the Maiden albums based on, and we kind of touch on them all again. Yeah. And go through them all based and kind of sum up how we covered them and add some things to them. I wouldn't mind doing mm-hmm. one after we're done that where we rank our albums after we go through them all. Cause we've spent hours talking about each Iron Maiden album. I'd love yeah. to do a recap. And then now that we've dissected every one, I'd love to do, like, one where we rank them all. That's right. And I, everyone will realize that, you know, the day that we recorded is the ranking that day. I might mean, we change. But I'd like to rank them and be like, here's here's where I was when we started the podcast, and here's what I think now. And this is my order that I put the maiden albums in.
0: Yeah, and we, and we can go through your your song ratings. I was thinking about ranking my songs, I can't do it. And you even sent me like this thing and I was like, oh, it it just drives me crazy. And the reason is, is because... In case
1: people are wondering, I I spent a long, long, long time ordering every single Iron Maiden song. So I have them all on the list and they're... If you pick any two songs on that list, anywhere, the one above is, I like better than the one below. So it's like, I've gone through it. It's, It's pretty much my maiden, every single song ordered. And you were talking about doing it and so I made this like yeah. little, it's a web page basically. And it shows you two songs with the cover and you click on the one you like better. And I was like, just go on this. And you yeah. just click, click, click. And as you click, it kind of ranks them and changes the ranking. And the more you click and the yeah. longer you do it, the more detailed the ranking a little bit. But then you yeah. th- started doing it, but then you were having uh
0: moral issues. <laughs> a, cu- a couple of reasons, a couple of reasons for me. It's a math thing, too, right? I could never do a total ordering. I could do a partial ordering. So, like, a partial ordering is where I could compare ballads against ballads and short signs against – but I couldn't compare some of them I like more than another. But, like, the other thing is is I find – like, I like whiskey, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love drinking whiskey. But there's some days, like, I love a certain – like, I'm just like, oh, my God, I need a Lafroix right now. But then another time I'm like, ugh, Freud, I couldn't have that right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? As And it goes up and down. So I find these absolute, they're good because it, you know, for you, it's like you love it. Like, oh, I used to like that and change it around. For me, I'm like, oh, that's wrong. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't, but I just don't write it down. Now, that said, I'm going to do it for the albums. For the songs, I just couldn't, I just spend so much time yeah. getting frustrated. And then, and then at the end, I'll be like, oh, that's, I'll, I know that no matter what I do, I'll, I'll be wrong. And if people are like, Ah, oh, Josh, just do it. Like, what's the big deal? Like, then you don't get my personality. <laughs> I didn't sit down yeah. and
1: do it, uh, you know, in an afternoon. This is something that I had. Yeah. I had a playlist with every single song, and I would order songs and move stuff around. And it was over weeks and weeks of listening to this playlist. No, you've yeah. evolved
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. You've taken an agile Actually, it's funny. development method.
1: You probably heard me rustling papers. Uh, Josh, yeah. we're doing this on a Zoom call. Uh you can see what i have in front of me here which is uh these are documents printed up that wow. are from listeners that ranked all the songs. Some of these are like 20, 30, 40 pages. Uh this one is from <laughs> So this one's from Peter Martins and he has like its pages of like songs ranked with the explanation under each song, a little anic- anecdote about like why he loves it. This one is yeah. uh from Julian Campatell, and it's uh, every single Maiden song ranked. I've been getting these documents from people they're basically writing these like 20, 30 page documents with all the songs ranked with why they like them or why they don't like them. And I've gotten a whole bunch of them. Uh, Stacy Suver sent me a, a 20 page document. Uh, I should go through them sometime. Um, some of these, it took three or four weeks before I actually got back to the people. I print them up. I sit in front of the fireplace with a a beer, and I, like, read them. I don't read them on, like, my phone or read them on the computer. Um, You know, I'll get into this on some episode, but, like, I've got a whole bunch of them. Some of them are longer than others, but uh, I'm reading every single one. So if you sent them to me, I haven't gotten back to you yet. I have not printed up. Usually I go through them all and read them all. But I love sitting down on, like, a Saturday. Now that there's nothing to do. (laughs) <laughs> in quarantine, I sit down yeah. on Saturday morning with like a coffee and I like read one of these documents. It's pretty cool, but it's cool. People take that much time to write these documents, and uh, it's cool. It's, it's almost it
0: like is. A, it's a. I couldn't do it. I I can't do it. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rank my albums, but in terms of songs, like even my favorite song, like it's like choosing
1: from 155 children.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and then you know I'll do the ten, and you and then. And then I'll be sitting there like, "Yeah, I'm going with it." And you'll be like, "You sure? Yeah." And then you'll go, "Oh, okay, great." I can't believe you left this track off. And I'm like, "Oh, that should be on there now." I'm yeah. <laughs> now I'm so mad. And like, you know, I know you, you you're like, "Well, you shouldn't be mad. Just enjoy it." I'm like, "No, like, that that bothers me."
1: <laughs> anyway, that's uh, enough of that. Let's get into some of this. Uh, I got some emails and some stuff I wanted to get into. Um, we got on a bit of a tangent there, but that was a podcast related tangent. That's what yeah, I mean. it's
0: podcast related.
1: <laughs> yep. So another email. Remember, I don't know how long ago. It was before we did Brave New World. Remember, Josh, you asked about if anyone wasn't a a couple that was brought together by Iron Maiden. Yes, we got a good email on that. Yeah. Oh, you got it there? Yeah. I got it here. Yeah. So it's from Topi Kapanin And he says, a few episodes back, you were talking about maiden couples. I actually met my girlfriend while waiting in line for the Maiden England show in 2013. I must have stolen her heart by drunkenly speculating about Blaze, his solo career, and an upcoming Blaze show. A month before the show, she looked me up on Facebook. We went to the gig. Blaze's sideburns worked their magic, and the rest is history. We're both massive Maiden fans. Our house is filled with Maiden stuff, and we travel together to see Maiden together wherever we can. Next up our Tampere Cope. Copenhagen, St. Petersburg, Paris, and Barcelona, at least. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. Cheers.
0: That came in a while back. That was before Brave New World. That was before Brave New World. Yeah, yeah. I remember that email. That was awesome.
1: Well, that's cool. Blazes yeah. sideburns work Burns their magic.
0: That's a great line. Yeah, <laughs> that was brought a good them story. Together. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: So that's uh, one example. So if you, anyone out there, uh, if you're a couple that was brought together by Maiden. Yeah. We should have uh, done these on uh valentine's day
0: <laughs> yeah no joke eh? that would have been a good one <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how, how to win your lover over with a little maiden little valentine's day maiden playlist
1: um i got another email here which is kind of an interesting thing to talk about because we're talking about where the wild wind blows i remember you hated that part about like can you see it on the
0: tv yeah we talked about it last week didn't we yeah
1: yeah, last week. Yeah. And another part that you also that we both didn't like was the dancing and the prancing. Remember on the Dance of Death?
0: Yeah, that was the Dance of and Death. And
1: I danced yeah. and I pranced and we're both yeah. like, oh god. I danced,
2: I pranced, and I I Far too much dancing, not nearly enough prancing. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so this is Remy from Poland, and he said, uh, "This is a long email. I'm only going to read parts of it." uh he says mostly i agree with you my favorite albums are peace of mind x factor and brave new world he says but i love dance of death and when the wild wind blows do you know why because because you have to understand that maiden fans are divided into two groups native english speakers and non-english speakers when you're 15 years old and dance of death comes out and you live in a non-english country you firstly listen to maiden music not understanding the lyrics Firstly, you like the Dance of Death intro riff solo, and you have to use a dictionary or the internet to find out the meaning of the song. Of course, years later, I'm able to understand the lyrics without additional help, but it's still not my native language. That's why I wasn't bothered with dancing, prancing, and TV news. For non-English fans, music comes first. For example, as a teenager, I didn't like Seventh Son. It was the worst album for me from the 80s catalog. When I translated Moonchild, Clairvoyant, the lyrics got clear to me. So you native English speakers always have a first impression of the song based on the music and the lyrics. For the rest, it's mostly music, and those who are really educated or motivated will fully understand the music. Remy from Poland.
0: That's a great, great point.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Especially when you think that probably half of Maiden's audience is non-English speaking, or non, you know, English isn't their first language.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Like, Maiden is not... You know, um, the English isn't overly complex in a lot of cases, but they do have a good use. Uh, there's a good vocabulary. And, uh, it's yeah. it, you know, if you're a non-English speaker, it's a good exposure. So I, I would imagine, you know, going to a concert and chanting something. I mean, it would be great for learning a language, solidifying it in yeah. your mind, especially the way Maiden's saying, like, especially if you read the lyrics, they're pretty clear. They're pretty simple from a concept perspective. They do jump around a bit. Um, but that's interesting, yeah. I know uh, my, my girlfriend's, yeah, Turkish, so she doesn't uh, speak English as a first language, but she does, you know, she's done multiple university degrees in it, so she's really good. She's good enough in English, she's an expert at it, so I get to tease her at it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, every time she makes a slip up on something, I, I put it, it in is- a Google Doc, and I save it and don't, <laughs> and she always gets right mad oh, at God. me. But it's funny.
1: <laughs> but it is... Uh- it is funny, though, that, like, there's times when we'll listen to a lyric of a song and be like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I guess that's – like, I remember us on the podcast a couple of times being like, oh, my God, these lyrics. How can anyone like this song? Yeah,
0: I know. You know what I the mean? The TV one is the killer. And, like, what was it – you know, there's, there's a couple of songs that, like, yeah, Quest for Fire, when Dinosaurs Roam the Earth. Like, it's just the way it's said. It's so cheddar. Um, that's true. If yeah. you didn't
1: speak English and you heard – uh that in a time when dinosaurs walked yeah. the
0: earth.
1: I wonder if that would bother you at all if you
2: didn't know what you're
0: saying. Yeah, and, and like what was it uh what was that band from Vegas? Kings of Leon? Uh, um Nashville they did that song Sex yeah. is on fire. And like yeah. when they when they wrote the song Sex is on Fire was a was a placeholder. But then they just started to oh, like really? it. But like sexes.
1: I thought it was a song about chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a mem- it's a memorable so- song, but you get a shot of closure right up. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting. You know, like sometimes now, you know, I'm trying to learn Turkish and I'll say something and then she'll just say, oh, my God, you can't say that. Like, that's ridiculous. No one says it that way. But then, you know, yeah. it, there's all these great stories. You ever met anyone who's like parents are new Canadians? And they'll tell yeah, you stories yeah. like, you know, what was that? a friend of ours we was talking about? It's like, uh, you know, here you can say, uh, you know, I went to a party or I had a night out. But like their parents would be like, oh, are you having a party night? <laughs> and he was like, you can't say that. Like, you can't say, are you having a party? You're having a party or are you having a night? Like, you're not having a party night. Party a night. party night is like, that's the worst thing you could say. And if you look at his parents, like, it's not a party night. Oh, having a party night with your friends. And he'd be like, no, no, no. It's it. I'm having a party with my friends. Just so stop talking. Like, you know? And they'd be like, you feel be like right embarrassed. And I'm like, oh, come on, you know, you're a native speaker.
1: I wonder if like, uh, if, if people feel the same way when they, you know, those people that are really into death metal with like the growling vocals yeah. and you can't really make out anything they're saying? Yeah. I wonder if that's the same thing where you're like, you're really into the lyrics and you have to like, or you're really into the music and then you have to go online and find out what they're actually Who talking Who knows? About. Does
0: it even matter? Like yeah. what they're saying? The so-
1: Sonically the sound of that kind of music kind of. Yeah.
0: Like. I got a funny relationship with that because, you know, I love Pantera back in the day and they had a lot of stuff like that, especially in the early days. And, uh, you know, I always say like, oh, I don't like that type of metal. But then when I hear it, I get right into it. Like you can really win me over fast with that stuff
1: yeah i well that's the thing with music right like you can set all these rules yeah. i like this and i don't yeah. like this and then someone will throw something at you and be like all right you got me you got me <laughs> you got me yeah speaking of like uh kind of those kind of growly vocals mm. um a few people emailed us about this uh this iron maiden cover by a band band called isan they did a cover of wrath so i looked it up and uh Esan is actually, he's a, it's a person, not a band. Uh, it says his name is Vegard Sver He's a Norwegian composer, multi-instrumentalist and vocalist. best known for his work with the Norwegian black metal band Emperor. And he did a cover of Rathchild. Um, it's not something that I'm a huge fan of, but, uh, but it's interesting. It's kind of a unique cover of a Maiden song. I'm not a big fan of those kind of vocals, but the cool thing about that is that they stuck those brass instruments in there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. They did like a Maiden cover and they just stuck some like brass in there. It reminds me of on Soundgarden Bad Motorfinger. I don't know how many people notice, but like Drawing Flies, Room a Thousand Years Wide, Face Pollution. There's a bunch of songs on Bad Motorfinger that have uh, brass. Like here's a clip of Face Pollution. Woo! Yeah. So uh, if you were to tell me, like, you know, 20 years ago that I would like metal music with brass instruments in it.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But it works. It's kind of cool. It sounds. uh, I don't know. Not my cup of tea. It feels kind of cool in there. I really like the way Soundgarden uses it on that album. Yeah. So it wasn't a shock when I heard this. I was kind of like, that's the first thing that popped in my head, Bad Motorfinger.
0: Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It sounds kind of cool. Bad Motorfinger is such an amazing album.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Thirty years old next year. Yeah,
0: talk about the podcast. It's, it's you know it is funny that you know we're in such a maiden world. There's a lot of stuff like I. I would love for you to just take me through so many bands like that, like you've done now. You know, like take my my the bands that I listen to all the time. Be like, did you know? I mean, like, there's a keyboard there. <laughs> Wait, now,
1: it's funny because like if you really dig into, a lot, a lot of albums have almost every album has some kind of awesome story behind it. And if you just, like, dig and dig, like, I don't know. That's part of the thing about this Maiden podcast is, like, all these songs and albums have so many cool stories behind them.
0: Yeah. I guess that's where you and I are different because sometimes I just want the lap dance. I don't need the stripper's life story.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a good analogy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I wonder if that one will make it. Will that make it in the end?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a funny thing, too, is a lot of times I'll say something like, well, will see if this one makes the podcast, and then it's like, oh, God. (laughs) Do you know what uh, we never
1: ever talked about? What? Like, this must have been over two months ago. It was way before Brave New World started. Um, On Reddit, someone started a, like a, what do they call it, like a post or a, I don't know, I'm not a big Reddit user. But we got an email from people saying uh, they're talking about us on Reddit. And uh, someone made a post and the guy said, uh, does anyone else listen to the Talking Maiden podcast? I really enjoy it, but that guy, Nesbit is off his rocker. Such a contrarian ding-ding, hating on childhood's end because it's too dark, shitting on Celtic music and dumping on dance of death. Incredible song. Where the
0: wild wind blows, rules too. <laughs> they gave you grief and not me grief.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was awesome. They called me a contrarian ding-ding.
0: That's, that is excellent, but...
1: <laughs> it was cool. I was reading all the posts underneath, and pe- some people liked us, and some people didn't. And I was like, Well, oh, this is cool.
2: Oh, that's anyway,
0: interesting. Anyway, I wrote the
1: guy a uh, a response, and I was like, said, I'm glad you're listening, whether you like it or not. Someone writes something like that, and people Oh, a couple of people emailed us, and they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you got to check out re- Reddit, with whatever. And I uh, started reading, and I was like, oh, it's just some guy, like, saying... But first of all, he started by saying he's a regular listener, so he obviously likes the stuff he's listening. You know, some people, sometimes people just like spout stuff online. And then I wrote something afterwards and I was like, thanks for listening. You know, those songs are cool. They're just not my taste, whatever. Everyone's opinions different. Music's subjective, blah, blah, blah. And then he sent me back like a cheers emoji and like, yeah. It's funny. That just goes to say, some people read that, went straight to us and said, like, oh my God, I think they're trying to, thought we'd come back and like get in some kind of like Reddit argument.
2: Yeah.
0: But I thought it was great. One thing I would love to do especially now with so many of our listeners are, are good friends. Um, I wish there was a way we could have like a virtual drink or something, some stage, you know, like we talked about doing it. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's just like the whole infrastructure, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a, like I got a professional zoom and web account. Maybe I'll fire that out there at some stage down the road, get you to show up with a mask on, a little <laughs> and have a beer with a few people. I like I get that sound. To
1: listeners it. Yeah. onto a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. It would be a bit of fun. <laughs> That'd be mayhem. Oh, I got another funny email I was going to read to you. Um, <laughs> this is from Andy, not the same Andy we were talking about earlier. This is a different Andy. Uh, it says, Just discovered your podcast this week while searching for something new to listen to on my morning dog walks. Yes, we're still allowed out of the house to do that in the UK. I jumped straight into the Peace of Mind album episodes because it's my favorite Maiden album, and damn it, it's my favorite album ever. I really enjoyed the breakdown. I've been following Maiden a long time, and I think I know a lot of useless trivia about them, but there were a few interesting nuggets in there that were new to me. Good job. I'm looking forward to catching up on the other 119 episodes. Holy shit, that's a lot of dog walks. A couple of minor points of disagreement, though. You said that Quest for Fire is better than Half of Fear of the Dark. I'd argue that Quest for Fire is better than all of Fear of the Dark. Oh.
0: <laughs> Scorching <and> hot take.
1: <laughs> he said, you kept referring to peace of mind as an overlooked gem. According to your own data, it's rated as second top Maiden album above Number of the Beast. And that was TalkingMaiden.com slash stats, where we did, remember we had a poll that all of our listeners could like yeah. vote on? And then I, had, I did all these graphs. So if you go to talkmaiden.com slash stats, you can see the results of this poll. And I did it all up in, like, bar graphs and pie charts and stuff. And uh, peace of mind is second. So I guess it's not overlooked. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's overlooked by casual fans. But yeah. our, our listeners are not casual Maiden fans. Like, I don't yeah. think you have very many people that only know Half a dozen maiden songs that are like listening to us talk for seven hours about Brave New World.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna push back on him. I'm gonna call uh, fake news on that stat, and I'm gonna tell him because <laughs> it's squeaky squeaky wheel gets the grease, and people. It's it's not a divisive or hot take or you know. It's so it's you know people often trumpet the early you know albums or. Number the Beast, first Bruce, and then or Power Slave is their ultimate peak, or Brave New World, or you know I'm gonna be interesting. And X Factor is my favorite, or you know I'm even more interesting. And and Dance of Death slash Matter Life and Death is my favorite. Yeah, the underdog factor. You know, like so, but but very few people come out with a scorching hot take. (gasps) Peace of mind, and people are like, (gasps) you know what I mean. So it's not a it's not a reveal. So maybe it's just it's 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 less sexy. You know, it's 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 Veronica you know right it's like so it's you know no one's gonna argue that that Veronica's not
1: not the least Betty is the I thought (laughs) Betty was number one no not with me okay (laughs) like the total votes per album that we got power slave was number one and then peace of mind seventh son beast somewhere in time dance of death iron maiden killers brave new world book of souls matter of life and death fear the dark x-factor virtual 11 final frontier no prayer so that's the order of from our
0: You know, it's funny because towards the end there, well, Final Frontier. That's that's just wrong. But I don't know. You know the the problem with it is is like you could be the twelfth or the thirteenth, you know, best Maiden album, and still be a really really good album. Oh, that's you know, true. That's, that's the problem with, you know, you know we didn't we didn't start a Hey, you know that band that has 16 albums and two of them are good? Yeah, let's start a podcast and do 100 and, 150 episodes on them. You know, that's not what we did. What we did was we were like, you know, this amazing band that's been going for 40 years, which totally kills. Yeah, let's do it on them. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be the case, isn't it? I mean, yeah. the bottom six sucked. Yeah, but this, they don't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, there's just not, like... There's not even a bad album. Like, the, the album, I like Fear the Dark, like you said, like, listen it back. I mean, I stand by. I, I picked up for yeah, three or four or five, time. you know? <laughs> Definitely. Um, the, the title track, the opener. I mean, there's, I there's, there's more in there than a lot of good bands have on some of their best albums.
1: That's true. Um, I totally forgot about this poll, and I'm looking at the results here now. For favorite songs, the favorite songs, according to our listeners, Number one, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Number two, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Number three, Ace is High. The number four f- most voted for song by Talking Maiden listeners is Passchendaele. No, I'm shocked that's the number four mo- most voted for song ahead of Wasted Years. No, you
0: know, you've been talking about that forever. I mean, how many times has Passchendaele been on her?
1: Anyway, talkingmaidencom slash stats if you want to see those. I'm not yeah, you want to see the again. results. I think we talked about that already when, we, uh, when the results came in. We did that on episode so i'm just rehashing yeah anyway andy thanks for your email about uh fear of the dark and peace of mind
0: that's a good email
2: yeah it's a good email i am blaze Bailey. you're listening
0: to talking maiden
2: the podcast of the beast possibly the best podcast in the world i'm out of my time.
1: Time for one more email? Yeah, let's do it. So this one is something that just I thought we could spur a funny discussion. Uh, I got an email from Ron, and he says, One quick question I had after listening to episodes around Blaze and Bruce transitions. Do you think at either of those transition periods there was ever any thought given to getting Paul back? I've never heard anyone mention getting Paul back as a possible replacement for either Bruce or Blaze. Do you think it was even considered? And me and him went back and forth, and I was kind of like, I think Maiden kind of took a step to another level, and Paul's not on that level. So I don't think there's any any chance of ever getting Paul back in Maiden. But then we kind of got into a discussion, which I thought was funny, which I thought would be like a an interesting one. If, hypothetically, if Paul rejoined Maiden when Bruce left, what songs do you think Paul could do that are in the Maiden catalog.
0: What do you mean? Like, could he have done like X Factor virtual 11 or are you saying everything in between?
1: I'm saying if they had to put a live set list together.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be early dominated. I mean, it would yeah, be interesting be to hear. Excluding
1: those ones though, because yeah. obviously they could do those first two albums. I was yeah. thinking he could probably do 22 Acacia Avenue.
0: Oh, absolutely. But I mean, Moonchild? I mean he, could do, he could do a ton of them, but uh, no, like a good job of, I mean, yeah, I mean, die with your boots on. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I mean...
1: Yeah, Ron said, Afraid to Shoot Strangers, which I think I think Paul could do a decent version of that.
2: Mm.
1: Wicker Man? I'd love to hear Paul Deano do Wicker yeah, right, Man. What, what, That'd yeah, that would be interesting.
0: That would be. It would be interesting to, like, No Prayer. You know, the rough and grumble, he could have done yeah. some, something with that, right? No Prayer would have been a different album.
1: Um... I'm trying to think what ones should be able to do on no prayer even. Hooks in you? Do you think he, he couldn't could do, do the
0: screams, but he could do be quick or be dead? No, no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't.
1: Do you think hooks in you?
0: Yes, he could ruin that song, just like, <laughs> just like Bruce did.
1: I bet you he could do holy smoke.
0: Not ruin it, but yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a, there's a few there's a few. I just feel like he needs that. Wrathchild. Rumble, you know what I mean? Like that—that's yeah. the way I view him. But I mean, I view him so one dimensionally. Like, if he had to come back, he'd be a different, completely different person now. Like, to even get back into consideration—that's true.
1: I'm picturing like the the Bruce that yeah. or, I'm picturing the Paul Diano that's saying like, "Remember tomorrow at," you know, reading
0: Oh, that was amazing! <laughs> like that when you say that, Paul. when that you put Paul, on, I think yeah. could do a lot of these songs. That could do a ton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you
1: could do "From Fear- Here to Eternity"?
0: Yes, I'd love to see Paul Deion do that.
1: I think he could, could kill that song.
0: <laughs> I think he could do really well on that.
1: Anyway, I thought that was a cool, uh, a cool email from Ron. So,
0: that's a real interesting kind of take, and it's something you know what we should have thought of. Like, why didn't we talk about that? That's a really good email. Yeah. Well, uh, well really this is feedback. exactly
1: why I love getting emails like this. Yeah. Like, I got that email did. from Ron, and I was like, I emailed him back. And then we got into this discussion. I was like, "This is, you know, I could talk all day about like, I'd love to go through every single song and be like, Paul could do this one, Paul couldn't do this one. Yeah, I like this. You know what I mean? I love getting these stupid like hypothetical discussions. (laughs) So anyway, Ron, thanks for emailing. That was a cool email.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a real good one. I gotta say, it's it it gives me I gotta pause and think about that one because that's interesting because it's it's not you're not just even thinking about what paul could do as you know paul from that body work and remember we during the early years that was the takeaway for me was like paul is wasn't the first singer in a lot of ways and also
1: well that's true yeah
0: and his body work, like i mean for me it was made in japan like i mean you know that was this his 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 peak like around there and uh yeah, I mean, there was other great stuff. But for me, that you know, that was towards the end. But there's such a small body of work. So when you say, like, what could he do? What are you projecting forward? Are you picturing, like, 38, 40-year-old? No, what, 35-year-old? Got his shit together, failed with Battlezone, but but's ready to go? Or is it the same guy who somehow reemerged who's, you know? What is it? Yeah, I
1: guess I never really thought it through that much. But I know what you mean. Like, yeah. is it the... Iron Maiden killers Paul Diano, or is it, you know, that Children of Madness album? Like his mm-hmm. vocals on that are almost Rob Halford quality. So which Paul are we talking about? I don't know. That's the two things we I'm found out it didn't about happen. Paul Diano: is that he was in the band a lot longer than people think. He wasn't just there for those two albums because if you count all the time he was in before. And the other thing is, most of those songs were written and performed by other singers before he came in the band.
0: Yes, which is was the point I made. Like his tenure was longer than we thought, but also like the band was firm or established. Like when, when they released Iron Maiden, you know, the, they were well known. Well known, well established four or five years. Right. As a local band that had evolved a lot. And um, all the Iron
1: Maiden and Killer songs, not all, but most.
2: When hmm. they
1: recorded the first album most of Killers has already been written and performed live. Most of it, not all yeah. of it.
2: But.
0: Maybe it's the fact we had the podcast conversation. Maybe it's the fact we're in the middle of a global pandemic and I can't even see it, but maybe I'm a little nostalgic right now, but looking back is the early years, the finest piece of work. Uh,
1: it's, it's something awesome, to be proud yeah. of, isn't it? Those two yeah. first two albums are just amazing. Yeah. On the 40th, we're way over 40th, uh, 40 years with that first album now and man that album stands the test of time man that's classic the funny thing is you said uh made in japan is your where you say is like the pinnacle of the diano era maiden i have the bbc archive cd and there's a recording of the reading festival from august 1980 you should listen to that Paul Diano sounds. Yeah, I think yeah, that's maybe it, one yeah. was the high point of his recordings with Iron Maiden. Yeah, he sounds amazing on that.
2: Yeah.
0: That that's a fair point. I just I have a special place with uh, Made in Japan. I remember we did. It's funny because I listened to it, the audio. You gave me the audio, uh, the MP3s, and of course know all the tracks. Listen to it, and we did we did it, like a long time ago. And then remember we went out to like a vinyl fair, and I bought the album, and I just got. I it was the summer. Yeah yeah yeah. It was I like two years that. ago. Yeah. I was just drunk all the time, playing <laughs> it all the time. And I was just like, man, this is so good. Like, it was... It just, as soon as I held it in my hand, because I bought a beat-up old yep. copy, but it was like... Like, the, the, the vinyl cover was just, like, nicely yep. worn. And the disc was perfect. The like guy was like, no, I only sell, well, you know, playables. It's a good guy. It sells locally. And I, I came home. It's just... It sounded perfect. Yep. And so now I fell in love with it after we covered it. So, I mean, it's funny because when we... If you listen back to me, I was like, you know, I'd, I'd been listening to it digitally. I was like, yeah, this is a really awesome recording. It's alive. It's what they did at the time. We talked with the background, but then now it's one of my favorite live discs. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, I'll go do one more email. Um, this isn't actually an email. This is something that came in over Twitter. Hellblazer4969 on Twitter. He recommended a band called Amulet. He said, This latest album has some serious maiden vibes, and the record is almost perfect. It's called The Inevitable War. So I looked up this band Amulet. They're from London, they've been around since 2010 this is the album inevitable war and uh, I listened to it digitally online and I went and ordered the CD and they actually sent me like you see I have a stack of them here <laughs> yeah. so when the pandemic's awesome. over you can have one of these amulet CDs nice. um, I'm gonna play a clip from this is from a song called poison chalice but uh this really I really dug this album well to the point that I went out and bought it we never That's a great album. Amulet. Like the thumbs up for me. Put that on our pandemic (laughs) playlist.
0: Do it. I look forward to getting a copy of that. Next time I drop beer off, I'll drop off some CDs. (laughs) Do it. Do it. And then uh let's let's clip a few of those again. That's awesome.
1: But uh anyway, let's wrap it up.
0: Yeah. Circle back on this beer. This is awesome. This
1: is good. It's it's really, really good. There's something about it that uh, it's not the best sour I've had. You
0: don't like? It just falls a
1: little bit flat, but it's still like really good. I would buy it again for sure.
0: I think it's an ideal summer beer.
1: That's true. And we're kind of stuck inside and summer hasn't, even though people in the world probably think it's crazy, where we are, summer is (laughs) a few
0: weeks. It's a late late start start. normally. They they look, my belly's all sunburned. I was out on the deck the last two days.
1: I wasn't. <laughs> I was working in my basement
0: uh, yeah. 9 to 5. What? This work from home. You you can't see this listeners, but I'm doing I'm doing very vigorous air quotes. Work from home means you can definitely go on the deck and have a coffee break. Oh, yeah,
1: have a coffee break. When I had to work You're down the basement. when I had to work from home, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to be one of those people I just don't like the idea of sitting with a laptop on my lap in my living room with like the kids running around or whatever. I got my work computer. I went down to the basement. There's a basement in there's a room in my basement that has no furniture in it. And I put a card table in the corner, put my work computer there. There's no distractions. I go down there, I close the door, and I go down there from nine to five. And at five (laughs) o'clock, I leave and I close the door and I forget that my work computer is down there. (laughs) (laughs) Old man, I'm like completely disconnected from five in the afternoon until the next morning. (laughs)
0: oh my god that's so funny i i just wonder you know what's gonna happen now with uh hunting
1: hunting is like the least social thing you can do
0: yeah i know that's what i'm saying but people are like oh you shouldn't do it you shouldn't
1: so i can't sit in a duck blind with a shotgun and my dog with no one else around me like when i go duck hunting i'm sitting there for like five hours i don't see another human
0: (laughs) well if you want to get involved, there's lots of emails being read by Nesbitt. You can get us at talkingmaiden.com or talkingmaiden at gmail.com is the email. Twitter, Talking Maiden, and Facebook, Talking Maiden.
1: Yeah, and uh, stay tuned. I'm going to play that full Killer Slave song when we wrap up
0: another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Everybody stay safe out there. Listen to Iron Maiden and relax. Until next time, up the irons and down the hops.